Willow Esther, and this week on Living in the Pages, I speak with the lovely Elizabeth O'Rourke. We discuss her journey into and back from existential psychology, the struggles with being absent-minded, and her angsty love affair with Diet Mountain Dew. Good morning. Hi, Elizabeth. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Um, well, my dog just destroyed my living room and ate the corner off of the remote control, so oh, I've been dealing no. with that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. By destroyed, is it is it bad? It's. I mean, yeah. Like the house can be salvaged, but it's. Uh, yeah. There's. He, there's like stuff everywhere. And, yeah, he got into a pack of gum and he ruined an ottoman. Oh my and, goodness! Yeah. <laughs> So the dog is the bane of my existence. Is he a puppy? Is he normally like this? A year old. Oh, yeah. So and naughty. It sounds like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That so. stinks. And they seem to always know when you have something going on time-wise. Like mine right now wants to play more than ever. He's biting my hand and won't leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm so excited to talk to you. I finished Across Time yesterday, and wow, I love it so much. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. It's my favorite time travel book ever. Oh my gosh. I loved everything about it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I had never intended to write it at all, and then I wrote Parallel and Intersect, which came out last summer. Which I have to read now. Yeah, because Across Time is about the mother of the girl who is in Parallel and Intersect. Oh. Yeah. And then I just kind of, I never intended to write it, and then as I was finishing up Intersect, all of a sudden I just kind of had this idea for it. I'm sure you've had this happen too, where you get, you're supposed to be working on something else, but yes. you get this idea and then you're like, okay, I'm done with this right. book. I'm ready to move on. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> How much research did you have to put into it with getting France right? Yeah, that was, that was the part that I didn't realize. And actually now it's getting even worse because you know, it's going to be a duet. Obviously, mm -hmm. since you read it, you know that yes. it ends on a cliffhanger. And so the next book's taking place during World War II, and I'm finding that is, like, yeah, if I had realized how much work it was going to be, I probably wouldn't have done it, <laughs> because even stuff that didn't make it into the book, and I'm one of these people, I don't know how you are, but I'm one of these people where I go to, like, look at something, and then all of a sudden I find myself reading the whole thing, yeah. even though I don't need to. Like, you know, somebody, in, there's, a, there's a character in the book who makes a passing comment about the state of aviation mm. in 1938, mm -hmm. you know, and then I was like, but wait a minute, what was aviation? Like, can he actually say this? <laughs> and then I end up reading, you know, like 17 different blogs about, oh. you know, the India Express trading yes. company. And then it, it didn't even make it into the book. So like the number of hours I put <laughs> in was probably not really worth it, but it was interesting. And now I know lots of bizarre facts about <laughs> you know, late 1930s in France. And the next one, the sequel is, is even worse, obviously, because it's, taking place during World War II. So there's all this timing with, you know, mm -hmm. when did travel passes come into play? And when was the free zone and, you know, opened? And when did the VC government do this? And oh, um, so, um, yeah. <laughs> but so good. And I kind of tend to think it is all worth it, even though it feels like a time suck. I know. Well, but. you know, the funny thing is I have a journalism degree, but I ended up deciding I wanted to be a psychologist. And the thing I really was into was called existential psychology. 
And I ended up going to graduate school for it, and I decided I was a terrible therapist and that I wasn't <laughs> going to do this after all because I just care more about my own problems than I do other people's <laughs> problems. But the whole thing with existential psychology is like how your life can be improved by realizing, like, actually, this is really grim, but like realizing the, the finality of death and realizing the eventuality of mm-hmm. it. But anyway, doing all this research about World War II, it's funny because it's actually made me so grateful. Like, you know, I've spent my whole day like reading about how they're shoving newspaper under their coats to stay warm. And then I'm like, wow, I'm so toasty. I'm so lucky. So it's been kind of nice in that way. I love to just reminding myself, even as I was reading it, like the love I felt for the characters and, and that he is such a wonderful person and the thought of how many people we're wonderful people. None of them deserved any of it. And just that reminder, because I think we can just kind of place it back in time and not think about the actual people. Yeah, I think that's been a big part of it for me, too, is that, yeah, it seems like it was so long ago, and it really wasn't. Oh, that's always such a shock. And it also, I don't know, I don't know, I never know if these things are just the way that I think or if, if it's kind of more common, but you also just kind of think, well, you know, that was always going to happen to them, and it's different for us. Mm-hmm. I've got two sons, and I think about one of them having to go to war yeah. or one of them being interned somewhere, and I'm like, my God, you know, yeah. it feels to me as if, oh, well, that could never happen because that's my son, mm-hmm. but it really could it really happen. really could. Yeah. Mm. Well, it was so good. Do you have an idea of when the next one will come out? Do you hate when people ask you that? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. So I'm the... This this year has been uh, uh, unusual for me because I am the world's slowest writer. Like before this, it took me two years to put out a book, and so this will be the first year I've ever put out three. Oh wow, good for you. Uh, we'll see, but I'm hoping to um, get the first draft of the sequel done by early December, mm-hmm. and then ideally have it out by February first. So that's the tentative plan in my head, but we'll see because you know with the holidays coming yeah, up, yeah, that's tricky. Yeah, and I don't know how. Like, how how many books do you put out? Oh, uh, I have typically been a slow writer, also, and I've been upping my word count, but. Yeah, it's tricky. I feel like it shows in your, well, this one might not have taken a year or two years, but the writing is just so good and refreshing. Oh, thank you. You know, I've been I've been doing the same, though. I've been reading these books, and I read, you know, 2K to 10K, yeah. and, um, and so, yeah, I think that before this year, I was more of like a, a pantser, mm-hmm. and that's why I would end up like with Drowning Erin, which I published a few years ago. I probably wrote 30 different versions of mm. it. I had her in different places. I had her in different professions. I had different endings, and I, I think that in the industry now, you just can't. Yeah. You can't do that. So I'm finding that out the hard way too. I I have resisted <laughs> plotting and outlining, but I can't anymore for sure. Yeah, and I, that was one of my questions because I felt like with this kind of book for time travel, it would have to require a lot of plotting. I would imagine. Is that accurate? You know, this one, yeah, it did a parallel intersect far more because they go back, it goes through like multiple timelines, which sounds confusing if you haven't, but it's like 
things occurred in one lifetime that got erased when someone time traveled back and undid them. Mm. So this character is like recalling different things that happened and were erased. So there was a lot there that had to be plotted. And, but this one felt to me like it was more just like, you know, one thing happens than the next. And that makes sense. You know what I mean? Because most of it takes place in 1938. Very little of it takes place modern day. Right. But yeah, I did plot this one out because I knew that I had to get it done fast. Do you have so. a writing program that you love to help you, kind of, like with the last two books with Parallel, and um, how did you keep track? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm so bad and I'm so disorganized. You know, with uh, with Parallel, the book that really helped me was, oh gosh, what's the guy's name? It's the book, he wrote two books, and, and anybody who reads writing books will know who I'm talking about, but he wrote um, the book about starting from the middle oh. and superstructure, and he has this amazing theory, and I'll try to find out his name, but he has this, this amazing thing that like, if you go to the 50% mark of any movie, there'll be a point where... The main character basically generally looks in a mirror or looks in like a window and like sees a reflection of himself and knows that he has to change or he will die. Mm. And so, you know, and like when he was saying this, I was like, that's not true. And then I started doing it with my kids and I was like, hey guys, let's go to the 50% point. And it's completely true. Most characters in most movies and in books have this moment where they're like, oh, like if I continue on this way, Uh you know, like I've got to, I've got to make a decision. And so I I went with that kind of thing and I started from the middle in parallel and and then I just followed his superstructure like structure for the book which is similar to like Save the Cat by Blake Snyder yeah. and you know there are a lot of those that are similar um but uh I followed that and okay. it really helped me with parallel. That's so interesting. Now I'm going to be watching for 50%. (laughs) (laughs) It's really, I I thought it was a really cool theory. And it was especially cool for me because I didn't believe it. And I was like, that's not true. There's no way that every single movie, the guy like looks in a glass. Or there's no way. Like there's no way that it could happen and I wouldn't have noticed it. And it (laughs) totally is true. Let me just interrupt for a second to let you know that Living in the Pages is part of the Frolic Podcast Network, a podcast community of everything romance-related, from book club-style discussion, author interviews, comedy, critique, you name it. Find new shows to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcast. And now, let's get back to our interview. So what does a typical day look like when you're working? Um, my kids are home every other week and they're with their father the weeks that they're not with me. So okay. on the weeks when they are home, all three of them go to schools that don't have buses. And mm-hmm. I live um, about a mile outside of D.C. So mm. I spend about an hour and a half driving in the oh, morning. And <laughs> that's brutal. And then, yeah. And then I come home and I, you know, like deal with all their stuff. And, and then I try to get a couple of hours in. When they're gone... I get up about seven and I pretty much work with just a few breaks until about midnight. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I have to kind of make up for the fact that when they're here, not much gets done. Yeah. But, you know, it, it depends. Like I'm, like I said, I can be very undisciplined and like, you know, half of my day can end up on like 
gossip websites instead of actually working. <laughs> so I say work, but I really mean that I'm at my laptop from for those hours with just like a few breaks in between. On your website, you mentioned your love for Diet Mountain Dew, and I wondered if you sleep ever. <laughs> now I really wonder. Yeah. Well, so I'm trying to actually turn a new leaf. I'm still, I'm actually drinking a Diet Mountain Dew as we speak. But um, <laughs> but no, I just read this thing and this is probably going to be really boring for everybody who's listening, but I just read this thing. I'm really paranoid about Alzheimer's and I don't know why because I don't have any relatives with it. It's just one of those things that I just find the, the whole concept of it terrifying. Yeah. And I just too. read this thing about how when you sleep, they think that it, it's like one of the biggest factors in impacting Alzheimer's and how there are these washes of cerebral spinal fluid that um, that occurred during deep rest and people with Alzheimer's perhaps were people who were sleep deprived and weren't getting those washes. Oh. And this was for me, especially because I've had these moments that are just like these little blips where I'm like, I can't remember what word I want. What is that word? And it kind of freaks me out. Yeah. So I have like, I put on a thing on my laptop so that there's no blue light at night. And I'm trying, I like, I, like I said, I used to work every, even when my kids were home, like after they go to bed, I would work until midnight or one. And I've tried for the past week, I've not been doing that. And um, Good. yeah, so we'll see. Maybe maybe I'll become even less productive and then I'll only be putting out a book once every five years. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe with all this rest, you'll you know, get it done faster during the day. I honestly, I think it's possible. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel so much better during the day now that I'm getting like more than four hours of sleep. So have you ever tried sprinting? Yes. Yes, okay. I did it. And in fact, I did it a few times this summer. Um, there were like a bunch of authors who got together and were doing a sprint. And I really like I had signed up for it. And then the day came and I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But it was kind of like the the fact that a bunch of people were doing it together and I had committed that mm -hmm. I was like, all right, screw it. I said I was going to do it. I'm going to do it. And it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I got 10,000 words done of this book that wow. is coming out in December. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I've been doing it every day now. Just by myself. Have you? Yeah. And how many words a day are you doing? Well, it depends on how well I've plotted. If I've plotted really well, the other day I did like 7,000 in a day, wow. which is a record for me. That's amazing. <laughs> so I I feel like it's turned a corner for me. So maybe try it and see. Yeah, I think I need to. And I think, but I think plotting is the key. Yes, because that is for sure. If you're sitting there like at your laptop and it's all very vague, mm -hmm. you know, then you really have to. And that's, that's been yep. part of the issue for me also is that there's so much research that I'll be like, oh, well, I'll just have them do this. And then I'll think, wait a minute, I don't think they could travel at this point in the war. Mm, so, yep. you know, then I have to go, and you know, read 16 blogs about it <laughs> yeah oh but it's so good it's worth it yeah it's a fun career to have let's do a fast five i will ask you questions and you answer off the top of your head okay christmas tradition my mother's house last show you binge cold dark i just heard about this one yesterday okay that's uh, oh my gosh it, it's so good it's it? so good. And I generally get super bored by television. Like I have to do other stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. The guy in it, Aiden Turner is, oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. I am watching it. What's your nickname? I don't really have one. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> no Liz, Lizzie, Beth, Becky. No. Okay. <laughs> You're lucky. Which time would you want to live in besides this one? Oh, Maybe the 1920s. What did you have for dinner last night? Oh, this is so bad. I didn't eat dinner. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> 
<laughs> I made spaghetti for my kids and I don't like spaghetti, so I oh, didn't no. eat. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. So around the holidays, is it work as usual or do you take an extra break? Uh, you know, uh, like I said, I'm really super disorganized. And I hear these people who are like on such schedules and I always say, oh, i got to become one of those people. But I'm really not. I think this year there will be very little of a break Aside mm-hmm. from when my kids are off school, because then I kind of have to. I mean, I don't know how you are, but I can't work when there's like a lot of distraction in the house. Yeah. And with the second book coming out, I don't think yeah. there's going to be much of a break. But I'm going away in January. So, good. yes, that will be my break. I was thinking with your timeline with the next one, it might be a busy, <laughs> busy holiday. <laughs> yeah. Well, I already warned my kids. And I said, you guys, you got to tell me what you want for Christmas because I can't, you know, I'm going to be putting out this book on December 12th. And there's going to be a lot of stuff with it. And my children are the types who like decide like, you know, Christmas Eve, what oh. they want. Um, so <laughs> no. yeah, I was like, you need to tell me right now. <laughs> so I'm hoping to just have everything done and not have to sweat nice. it. Yeah. No leisurely shopping. You know what? I'm, I don't know. I'm going to sound super old. I can't deal with the malls, with the crowds and the, yeah. I do like 90% of my shopping online now. That's good. Yeah. Will we see you at any signings next year? I am going to be at at Bellinola, New Orleans in oh. February and the North Iowa Book Bash in Oh, I love that one. Oh, have you I, been to it? Twice and next year I'm not able to go and it's one of my very favorite ones. Good. Yeah, I'm really pumped about it. And then um and then I'm doing Rare in Edinburgh in uh June. How exciting. It is, and I was so excited like to get the invite and then I told my kids and I was like, "You guys, you want to go to Scotland?" and all of my children were like uh, no. I'm like, what uh, is wrong with you? <laughs> if anybody had offered me that choice as a kid, I would have died. Yes. <laughs> that one is one that always lures me, but I haven't made it yet. Yeah. I mean, I know I've talked to people who are like, oh my gosh, the idea of trying to get books overseas, but I don't know. I just want to try yeah. it. I hear such good things about that signing that I'm really pumped For sure. About I've only done Rare London so far and I'm tempted by every single one that comes my way, but especially Scotland. Is it just a lot of work, like getting the books overseas and all that? Yes, but it's totally worth it. Yeah. Well, this will be interesting because I'm really bad with signings anyway. Like I can, even traveling without books, I'm bad. <laughs> I was in Hawaii two years ago with a friend and I put my luggage through the scanner, my carry-on, and yeah. I walked off without it. Like, I'm oh, so no. spacey that I just left. And then I was in a store, and my friend heard them paging me. And she's like, are they paging you? And I wasn't even <laughs> listening to them page me. They were announcing my name, and I didn't even notice. Oh, so <laughs> if I can make it to Scotland <laughs> and have my stuff and my passport and my books, it'll be amazing. That makes me nervous <laughs> for you now. I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's time for us to sing a song. Sing a song. Okay. Yes. Oh, boy. I think we should sing a Christmas song. <laughs> I had no idea that there was <laughs> How about Winter Wonderland? <laughs> All right. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? listening? In, the, In lane. the lane. Snow, Snow is glistening. A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight, walking in a winter wonderland. Gone away is the bluebird, here to stay is a new bird. He sings a love song as we go along, walking in a winter wonderland. In the meadow we can build a snowman. We'll pretend that he is Parson Brown. 
He'll say, are you married? We'll say, no, man. But you can do the job when you're in town. Later on, we'll as we dream by the fire. To face unafraid the plans that we've made, walking in a winter wonderland. Oh, walking in a winter wonderland. I don't know. Yeah, walking in a winter wonderland. Well, thanks so much for joining Thank me today. Thank you. This was so fun. I'm so glad. <laughs> it's so fun to talk to you. And I can't wait for everyone to read your book. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of the day. Yeah, you too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Girl's a new favorite author of mine. Everybody pick up Across Time. It releases next week. See you next time. Living in the Pages is now part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts.